This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Patriots Dynasty Podcast, the only Patriots podcast that is actually doing things backwards and rewatching old games instead of talking about the new stuff. Um, although we might do some of that tonight too. Um, we are working our way through 2005 season. Um, we know it doesn't end well, but uh, we thought we'd figure out if there's anything worth watching. Spoiler, week nine, not worth watching. Um, the Patriots are visited by the uh, undefeated Colts on the season, 7-0. and uh, I believe this was a Monday night game. Uh, it was in prime time on ESPN with, you know, our boy, John Madden. Um, spoiler alert, didn't go well. Uh, with me to talk about this game, though, is Tim the intern, Tim Turn, back from his hiatus. Tim, how you doing, bud? Doing good. All right. And also we have my brother who formerly known as Steve Brown, but uh tonight for some reason is named Stevie Slickback. You guys ready to see this? I'm about to turn on my video. He has not turned on his video yet since we've joined this meeting. Um <clears throat> I don't know if I'm ready, but I don't know if I have a choice. So let's do it. Oh dear me. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta blow this up a little bit. Oh dear me. Steve. <laughs> What are you doing? Stevie Slickbacks, baby. But why? This isn't Slickback. This is Pushback. This is... That that yeah. forehead is Manning-esque. It's a five head. It's a six head. I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's so an Steve, did, you, head, you, did you used to be a piece of shit? I used to be a piece of shit. I went into work like this today. Why? Really? Rocking this slick back all day. Yeah. Oh, God. Love that. Yeah. And they're majority Korean there. And they're all like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't think it's because they're Korean, Steve. <laughs> no. Yeah, probably. Well, I got a wedding. I got a black tie wedding this weekend. So I figured, you know, test out the slick, see how it holds up, you know, over the course of a day before I mm. bust it out in prime time. Oh, is this it, kind of like um, the way you didn't wear your, um, dress pants for a full day and then split the, the seam of the butt dancing at somebody's wedding? Oh, no. That was just, you know, too much dance moves. <laughs> split them right down the pants. Yeah, yeah. Right luckily, I was wearing underwear because, you know, could have been even worse. Or unluckily, depending on who you are. No, I think luckily. <laughs> yeah, I, think I, was, luckily. I was giving you yeah. the benefit of the doubt, but yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, the only lucky part is if I really had to poop or something, and then I could have just, you know, skipped the whole pant- taking off the pants part. I suppose technically you can do that anyway, couldn't you? So look at this thing though. It's like a, it's like a little helmet. It's, yeah. So it's been like that all day. Did, did you? Yeah. Day. Did you gel it? Oh yeah, yeah. I never gel my hair, and I put a ton of shit. I've actually been doing it all week. I've been experimenting with new hairstyles, see which one works the best, building up to the slick backs. So how old are you, Steve? Thirty-six. Yeah. All right. So right in time for your midlife crisis. Apparently, this is I Steve's look fucking midlife great, crisis. Andy. 
I get the power alleys like nobody's business. Look at these things. Like, just keep going. You definitely look, look like, like a middle-aged divorcee. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like professional bowler. It goes like above my ear. It's yeah, not too far. You know, you go right up straight north from the ear. Boom, forehead. Yep. Five head. Six, six head, head. Whatever. <laughs> We're on our way to so, like it, it actually looks like a seven on the side of your head. Yeah, yeah. the other part so is if you wiggle be. your eyebrows with such a massive forehead and slick back hair, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, you can do that. Oh, big ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is terrifying. I am yeah. so upset that Greg isn't here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so mad about that. Yeah, yeah, that's he. He is missing quite a, uh, a fucking steak for one well, day. It's gonna be a real hit at the this, wedding. This, Lauren's not going though. I don't get it. I couldn't imagine why she wouldn't want to be seen in public with you, dude. With the tux, it's gonna look great. Are you bringing Gus? No, <laughs> not to a black tie wedding. That's not really a, a Gus scene. No, I don't know. I think you're talking about that. That seems racist, but I can't quite figure out how. She's a chocolate lab. She's brown. She can't go to a black tie wedding, Andy. Come on. Sure, she can. Just put a black tie on her. No. Yeah. If she was, if she was a black lab, now we're talking. Well, you probably should have got a black lab then. No, chocolates are the best. I don't know. This, this, this feels wrong somehow. <laughs> All of it. Uh, We're going to need of, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of five heads, uh, let's talk about these Indianapolis Colts, shall we, Steve? Yeah, if only I had a big old red mark right in the middle of this thing. I mean, you could. I, I bet um, Lauren has something that she could make a little red mark mm, for you there. There's some, some blush up on there. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Just, I could probably be Peyton Manning for for Halloween. Steve, you could, be, idea. Just, you could be Peyton Manning's fill-in on his whatever his show is that he does. <laughs> That's actually surprisingly face. accurate. Yeah, throw a little blush on my five head. Boom, done. Yeah, call it a day. And then you and and Greg could pretend to be Eli Manning, and you two could just about talk about. Yeah, I need someone for Eli. Yeah, yeah, talk about football. <laughs> you can just shit on him the entire game. It'd be great. I'm I'd pay to, to watch that. Greg, so. yeah, That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I'd pay to watch that. Be perfect. Yeah. So, uh, 2005 Peyton Manning, uh, peak of his Manningness, if you will. He's already been beaten twice in the playoffs. One, uh, one and Duns. Uh, the past two years at the hands of the Patriots. This year he would do it again. Spoiler alert. Um, but this time at the hands of Ben Roethlisberger. And I don't know if you boys remember this playoff game. We might get to it like later on in the season. But this was the game where um, Jerome Bettis was trying to run it in from the one and he fumbled it. And the Colts picked it up and started returning it and like basically had an open path. But Roethlisberger made a shoestring tackle at like the 40-yard line to stop it from being an easy touchdown. And then... uh, Vanderjacked missed like a 40 something yard field goal, like for the first time all season when they were down three and lost that way as a heavy favorite to the, the Steelers, who they had already beaten once that, that season pretty handily. So just, like the Colts. just perfect. Yeah. Um, but this Colts was like an absolute wagon in the regular season. They went 14 and two, first in the AFC South. Um, and set an NFL record by winning 12 games in which they never trailed at any point in the contest in this season, which fucking just like got out to a lead and just didn't 
relinquish it pretty much every game. Um, they're also the first team to start the season with 13 straight wins and then lose an opening playoff game. So that's fun. And they're also the first team to start the season with 13 straight wins and not win the Super Bowl. So if you win the first 13 games of your season, chances are you're going to win the Super Bowl. Unless you're the Colts. Right. Or the 07 Patriots. <laughs> uh, yep. What do you mean? I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember that either. And we're not going to cover that in this podcast anyway, so we're going to finish one week before that. Um, yeah, uh, this was just a kind of a, a, a very typical Colts um, dominating the regular season and flaming out again. Were the Colts uh, at home in this game? No, this this game was uh, in New England. Uh, the second game back for Teddy Bruschi. Um, talked. Oh, yeah last episode with our bills fan friend um who apparently everybody in buffalo hated that game because it was uh one it was a game the patriots should not have won at all and won it anyway like the the bills basically stomped them but couldn't score and so i think they were like outgaining them like 10 to 1 or something at the end of the first half or only winning three nothing and the patriots like somehow found a way to one and it was the return of Teddy Bruschi on Sunday Night Football or something, or Monday Night Football. And that's all the commentators talked about. Oh, yeah. It, so, so to everybody in Buffalo, it's the Teddy Bruschi game. They all, that's what they refer to it as. Because almost like the Bills weren't even playing. It was hysterical. Um, just the foil. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this was um, the kind of second primetime game uh, in a row. Brewski back, but that's about it. Uh, this Give team me the score is, because we never say that on this podcast, and clearly I didn't watch this game. I don't even know if they're playing at home. Uh, the score was uh, a very lopsided forty to twenty-one in favor of Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, it's probably like forty to seven at one point too. Uh, it was not. Um, the pages kind of hung in there up until like just other side of the uh, halftime. So. It was 14-7 right up to the end of the half, and the Colts scored with nine, a touchdown with nine seconds left to make it 21-7. Pages went three and out uh, after the half, and then the Colts went down and scored another touchdown, and that was 28-7, and it was never really close from there. Every time yeah, the Packers really score to get closer, the, the um, Colts would score again. Yeah. Lot, lots of work done to Asante Samuel. Lot. I have I have some notes on Asante Samuel. None of them. I saw good. I saw a whole section out for him. Yeah. So um, let's get into it since because he's been in the news lately. Um, our boy Asante. Uh huh. He's been talking about. Uh, uh, he needs a nickname. You know. I say he does need a nickname. Even when he was playing, he didn't have a nickname. That's yeah. something. What? He, he's, he returned so many like touchdowns or something like that. I think he goes. He has a name for himself. It, it, he does strike me as the type of guy who would uh, give himself a nickname. Mm. Something to do with pick six or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Jumpman does have a Let's look it up on... Um... Well, we can come up with one. Is something with salty in it or something, you know? <laughs> salty caramel. He, I mean, uh, you could call him Butterfingers. <laughs> no, because that's just bringing up painful memories. I want to give him something about it now, you know? Hey, it's all butt good. hurt, you know. He's clearly salted he's butter. How's that any close to Asante Samuel? 
Who cares? See, this is where we need Greg. This is where Greg shines. Yeah, Greg yeah. does shine right here. He does. Uh, All right. He's really screwing us over. Steve, text he's him. Really, he's missing out. We, we needed that, and he would have loved the Steve. Yeah, I mean, he can yeah. eat dinner on the pod. He's done it a thousand yeah. times before. Yeah. He does it every time. I don't know why tonight's different. Just because it's the family is in-laws are there. Yeah. If anything, they can watch the baby. Right, exactly. Uh, his Twitter is pick622. So, Yeah. I don't uh, remember but, him having an abnormal amount of pick sixes, though. Uh, he was kind of feast of Oh, he had a few. Yeah. yeah. He does have a few, but uh, none in this game. Salty Samuel? Mm. A Salty Samuel? That's not bad. A Salty Samuel. I don't I like it. Okay, he is very like salty. Yeah. He's super yeah. salty. Um yeah, he uh he basically from the from the get-go, the, the Colts got the ball first, I believe, is that right? Um yeah. And uh drove immediately down the field because the first pass of the game was a uh, 48-yard pass over uh Sante Samuel. So that's how that's how the game started. Yeah, who is he um, matched and, up with? Good matter. Uh, both, I believe, both wide receivers in this game for the Colts went over 100 yards. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Marvin Harrison nine catches, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Reggie Wayne nine catches, 124 yards, and one touchdown. That's uh, pretty elite. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was it. They <laughs> still I mean, had got four. Out. Yeah, they got assaulted. They, they was. It was painful to watch. I I, yeah. I put it on last week with my dad, and my dad was like, <laughs> "He's pissed. He's like, yeah. why are you doing this to me?'" <laughs> I I li- this is the first game I've turned off uh, after after the last cold touchdown. I I just like I don't, I don't need to watch anymore. This, oh, this is dude, stupid. What am I doing? Oh, you missed it then. What did you say, Steve? Are these the first minutes of the Patriots dynasty you have not watched? No, I think there was one game after Kieran was born that you guys did that I didn't watch the game. Oh, yes. highlights. Yes. Me and Greg oh, did a, yeah, a role reversal. Yeah. I don't know what game it was, but I remember giving you a bunch of shit about it. Yep. <laughs> uh, Kansas City, something earlier. Well, I remember. In 2002, maybe? Something like that, yeah. What were you saying, Tim? What did I miss? So did you see at the end when um, they... You remember a couple games ago, uh, they were talking about Brady, and he was like, the weirdest thing that a fan ever asked me for. It was like one of those like oh, yeah, kind of yeah. cuts. Did you see this one with Peyton? No. <laughs> he said oh. the weirdest thing that a fan's ever asked him to do was autograph his name into their back hair. What? Yeah, I really wish that you'd saw it and clipped it, because he... the. Oh, the whole wow. thing was ridiculous. <laughs> it was not. I, I, I am confused by like how, like, like, like with a razor. Yeah, right. The guy wanted it. Like, it showed the graphic of a man with a hairy back, and then like it didn't say whether because uh, you know Al Michaels and John Madden are going back and forth, and they're like, um, he's like, I, I want to know if he did actually do it, but it, and then he had a couple of um, what was it? His uh, they said like, what's his uh, favorite impression and he was like Elvis Presley and then did an Elvis Presley uh, uh, impression and it was terrible <laughs> I was like I was like this is why I hated Peyton back then like I, I, I like him now I respect him but yeah. I was like holy shit is Not this painful yeah. yeah dude I was like yeah this is exactly why I hated you 
See, this is what happens when I turn off a football game. Mm-hmm. I miss yeah, the best. I was hoping that you, you fought through it. I like that that autograph's gonna last for like a couple of days if you're a hairy back guy. Not if you keep up with it. Although, how are you gonna keep up? You're going to have somebody the game? else. Yeah, someone else needs to keep up with it. That's true. Line me up. <laughs> hey, hon, can you can you trim my Peyton autograph again? I can't lose this. <laughs> I gotta find a way to make money off of this. The internet, the internet thinks I'm cool. Well, you could get like a laser hair removal just in that spot too, right? Now that he's done it. Well, at that point, just do it. Just go to laser hair removal and say, "Make Peyton Manning signature on my back." Right. <laughs> that's well. That's basically. You what don't he's even need about. his signature. You don't even need his permission. You can find that on the internet. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That, but yeah, that was that was like the out of all the lowlights that were uh, this game. That was like the highlight, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty good." But, so we uh, know what Tim's best is. Anything else in conversation? It's his best and is worse. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is um. Like it, I, I remember this game in the moment. Um. Like this is like one of the only games from 2005 I remember. Yeah, because um, it's so painful. Because I remember after the second drive going in, I'm like, eh, maybe they have a chance. Cause that's how I always am. Mm. And then after the second drive, the Colts scored back to back touchdowns. I'm like, well, Oh fuck. No. <laughs> Cause the Patriots and, scored a touchdown on their first drive, but then they punted, they went three and out and the Colts immediately scored another touchdown. I was like, Oh shit. Uh, yeah. But, and the, the touchdowns that the Colts scored, like I remember, uh, it was either, it's either like the second or third touchdown. Like it was kind of sketchy, whether they had scored. And I remember watching that as a kid and being like, there's no way, there's no way he got it. No way. And yeah. I'm like, I was just being such a homer back then. And I'm oh, like, sure. I just didn't want to see him lose. Yeah. yeah I think it was a Reggie Wayne one um, where it looked like he was bobbling and going out of bounds. Yeah. Right. At the end right. Of the yep. Half. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't matter. <laughs> um, because actually uh, you could go the other way too with the Troy Brown touchdown catch looked in on replay that it could have been overturned. Um, because, you know, in typical Patriots fashion, Brady did come out with like a couple of, Hey, I'm going to take this game back over drives. Um, mm-hmm. But they were just down so much. It didn't matter. Uh, and the Patriots, you know, they, they, this was one of those games where they tried a bunch of things that often work and Belichick gets lauded for, um, oh. or Brady gets lauded for, you know, whatever. Um, but they were just out. I, there was no way that the Patriots could have won this game, no matter how the ball bounced, I don't think. But they did yeah, try they um, a surprise onside kick after scoring one of their touchdowns to make it, what was it? Did they to make, it? To make it 28-14, when it was still like relatively close. Um, they tried an onside, uh, surprise onside kick to see if they get the ball back because the defense was gassed at this point. This was like in the third quarter. And the defense had been out there for so long. But they did get it back, Steve. Yeah. But then they they turned it over on downs. They went for it on fourth down. And mm. uh, just nothing was working. And ran the exact same That's fourth down play. clear symbols from Belichick that our defense can't stop shit. Yeah, exactly. Surprise onside kick going for it on fourth down in the third quarter. He knew yeah. that was that was probably yeah. the game right there. You score there is 21, 28. Mm-hmm. Maybe get the you defense got momentum. Rest. Defense gets some rest. But I mean, this defense, like, you, there's not anything I think you can do with it. Um, who was it? Uh, who do they have? Uh, Dwayne Sars got benched in this game, so they moved Randall Gay from safety to cornerback, and they brought in some guy named Mike Stone, 
at safety? He was laying some dudes out. Like he's a hard hitter. I do remember that a few times. I was like, this dude is looking to take someone's head off. Yeah. Not too often I hear people's names. I have no fucking clue who they are. Right. That's one. Yeah. It's it, same. Like I, I've usually, if you tell me a name, like I, I, I recognize the name at least. Um, I think he only played like, this season. Yeah. Uh, he played in, apparently played in 13 games, but started three of them. Uh, I'm guessing next week is one of them. Uh, did all right. This is the best year he's ever had. Uh, 40 tackles. And two tackles for loss. And that is his. Get him on the pod. That's his stat line. I think I've looked for him. I can't find him. Uh, and that those 40 tackles are more than he has in the rest of his career combined. In the three years before with Arizona. If anybody is willing to come on this pod and talk about 2005 Patriots games, Mike Stone. <laughs> Michael Stone. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, a, high, a pretty high draft pick. Drafted, uh, drafted in by the Cardinals in the second round, 54th. Um, yeah, that is high. Didn't do much, I don't think. Um, like Simply some dudes out, apparently. Yeah, made one tackle as his freshman as a uh, rookie year, seven tackles, and then fourteen before coming to the Pats and making forty tackles. But if you have somebody like Mike Stone making forty tackles, like, yeah, what do you problem. do as Bell? Yeah, what do you do as a defensive coordinator? Like, you just don't have the guys, and the, and you could see that with the Colts, like they were just able to do whatever the fuck they wanted. It was tough. Definitely a week where you could definitely have used a Rodney Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, even I think this is Frable, uh, not Frable, uh, Will Fork's second year in the league. And yeah. he was out there a ton. So you're just seeing like a bunch of young guys because um, see, uh, Richard Seymour is injured right now, too. So right. the uh, defensive line not getting right? a lot of pressure. Huh? Isn't this year two for Asante as well? I believe so. No, I think this is year three. He, three. I'm pretty sure he was there in 2003. Too. No excuses. Correct. Yeah, this, yeah, this is his third year. Um, I mean, for a salt, a salty. <laughs> yeah, salty Samuel. A salty Samuel. <laughs> That's we nailed it. A salty Samuel. That's it. We gotta start. You know, if we want this nickname to stick, we start. Got we had a really oh, good commit. How about a saute Samuel? Because he's been getting cooked. Ooh, he has been getting cooked. So, yeah, but he's, really he's, he's, he he's now, but now he's he used to be a saute Samuel. Now he's a sump a salte Samuel. That's yeah, that's fair. A salt base or a salty Samuel, a salty Samuel, salty. Samuel. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, after giving him all those props, he's actually only scored six uh, pick sixes in his career. I say only. That seems that's a decent amount, but it's not like yeah, far and away outstanding. I mean, how many did Jack uh, Jones have two last year? <laughs> yeah. Or three? Uh, how many does Teddy Bruschi have in comparison? Let's see. Got like six. Interceptions, four, apparently. Oh. The so, one I just remember is that one where he's like dragging his legs against the yeah. Dolphin. Oh, yeah. That's the one everyone remembers. And Belichick um, hates that. But yeah, so uh, Asante Samuel so far in his career has two picks in his rookie year, one in 2004 and three in 2005 before going off in 2006 for 10. Um, and then plays one more year in the past six interceptions and then uh, goes to Philly for a bunch of years. Has decent numbers. Is longer like, with the Pats or Philly? Uh, let's see. I feel like no one remembers him at Philly. 
Five years with the Pats, oh, four years Philly, one year in Atlanta at the end of his career, where he starts 10 games in Atlanta and has one interception. Nice. He's no Patrick Chung. That's for damn sure. That is for damn sure. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, he's always arguing about how he, um, you know, turnovers are the name of the game. So, you know, if you give up touchdowns, but you get a bunch of interceptions, that kind of balances it out. No shit, Belichick hated him. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work in this game. Um, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Um, so, yeah, he was beat clean on that first play uh, and then was beat on the jump ball uh, for the touchdown to end that drive. Um, and then drops an interception in the end zone uh, that was overthrown by Manning, which then the drive results in a touchdown. And then the last touchdown, the Colts score to put this game away and score 40 points on the Patriots at home for only the one, two, three, four, four, six time um, in the 20 years of the Pats. Um, he gets like just straight up cooked on a double move by, I believe it was Harrison. Um, where he, I, I don't know what he's looking at or what he's biting on because there's like a slant and go. And Asante just completely commits to the, the slant. Um, and by the time Harrison catches, he's got like what five yards of space. Like it's just not yeah. even close. It's it's embarrassing. Almost, uh, a, it's kind of similar to that Brian Finneran. Yeah, and I believe we talked about how whatever the game was after Atlanta, um, Panthers maybe, where Panthers um, was week two. Yeah, where uh, they were talking about they had like plays that they put in for the Patriots um, called Atlanta because uh, they they oh, saw that yeah. in Asante and how jumpy he was on things. And they're just like, just double mm-hmm. move the guy all day. And they did, and he just got torn up again. Um, so that's the defense. <laughs> and then on offense, you have no running backs. Um, the running back you have is um, like three quarters of Corey Dillon, who starts the game even though he's got a bad angle still. Um, started off okay. Uh, he made some plays uh, in the running and passing game. Um, but the only other running back on this team that isn't injured is Mike Cloud, who they signed off the street. So it's your boy, Steve Brown. Dude, Mike Cloud. Love yeah. that guy. Same. Uh, not so much in 2005, I don't think, though. <laughs> uh, I love Transcend's years, Andy. <laughs> he had one carry for negative five yards in this game, Steve. So One that's carry, great. that's it. That's I mean, what do you want from the guy? Uh... And they were getting at blown least out of average zero yards, positive yards would be nice. The, the one carry, come on, that's that's one carry for negative five yards is not the running back's fault. Mm. That's a blown blocking assignment. That's mm. a you get the handoff and immediately get tackled. So he plays in six games this year. Um, Steve, how many yards do you think totally he has rushing? 42. Hmm. I thought you were a fan. He has 59 yards. He has 59 yards. The average is almost 10 yards oh, a game. Dave, only got 10 more. Very close. Steve. Uh, so, yeah, so there's no running game. Um, the wide receivers are not beat up, but um, just not. It's, it's not the same because, oh, you're, you're also missing your left tackle, right? Um, who are they starting at left tackle in this game? Somebody not uh, a rookie left tackle. Who was it? Uh Come on, give me the start. Left tackle was Nick Casher. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought he was a guard. Not in this game. Uh, he's, he's in for Matt Light because Matt Light got hurt, and he's going up against 
the likes of you know the the Dwight Freeney and who's the other guy on the other end? Um, oh, Raheem Robert Brock. Oh. Um, oh, is this a Mathis game? Maybe it is. I think they. I think they talked about him. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Um, it just has Raheem Brock as the starter, but yeah, no, I think you're right that. Um, yeah, Mathis is also in here too. Um, because let's see, Mathis um, had a forced fumble, a tackle for a loss, and uh, five totals on a sack. Uh, Raheem Brock has a sack. Um, Dwight Freeney was actually kept in check for the most part. Um, they were chipping him a lot. It seemed yeah, like. there, there, there was a lot of uh, uh, notice uh, paid to him, which I think gave the other two guys on the other side, Mathis and Brock, a bit more breathing room, and um, they made it tough for Tom Brady, who still actually Brady did all right in this game. All things. What was the stat line? Uh, let's see, twenty-five of forty, two eighty-five, three touchdowns, no picks. 25 40 is a lot of dropbacks. Uh, I mean, can, that's they kind of run the ball, yeah. Uh, yeah, they ran it 14 times for 34 yards, and they're also down big pretty early. Yeah. So, there's like they, I think, it, end of the so third quarter, beginning cool of the thing. fourth, when they came out in uh, no huddle, like hurry up, just like already. I think that made did it might see, have been the third quarter. Did you see the last touchdown that the uh, Colts scored? Yeah, they went for two, yeah. I was pissed. Get it? No. no. But it's you the, can't, you there's can't five minutes. There's five minutes left in the fourth quarter, dude. Yeah. There's you five minutes left in the fourth quarter, Steve. Come on now. Nope. You can't be mad at that. Uh, is that, is that... 2007 were absolutely pouring. The out. Redskins game? Yeah, no, that was overkill for sure. But like, oh, yeah, yeah I was there. Well, let's Where? think about this. Let's, let's think about it. It's 40 to 21. So how does that math work? You're, you're up 19. So you're, up three, you're up three scores. If you go for one or two, you're still up three scores. It doesn't really make any sense unless you're going up 21 and you think the Patriots score three touchdowns in five and a half minutes, six minutes. Look, Belichick wasn't mad about it. No, that's true. Do we know if that? If you don't want them to get it, stop them, which they did. Which they did. And then it didn't yeah. matter. Boom, done. Yep. Okay, Steve. Okay, look back. Same thing with like bat flipping in the MLB. Shut the fuck up. If you don't want to flip a bat, don't give up a home run. Well, that's fair. There's I too don't... much pearl clutching. Same with golf. Golf is even golf is the worst. Golf is that. the worst for pearl clutching. For so sure. much pearl clutching. It's so bad. Did you uh there have you seen this video, Andy? You would actually love this video. <laughs> of uh Justin Thomas calling his ball a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, hot mic caught with a hot mic on like a like a, a golf course. Oops, yelling at his golf ball, calling the fag, and it's just like, oh jeez. Oh, Andy, geez. I think that's a good transition for uh for the Tony Dungy thing you got down here. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, Spe- <laughs> oh, okay. Of, um, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm wiggling the eyebrows. Mm. <laughs> yeah, speaking of um homophobia, let's let's touch on the head coach Tony Dungy. Um. This is going to be the deep dive I wanted Greg to do, but uh, since he's not here, I'll, I'll kind of touch on, on some of the stuff. Will you say, I don't think Justin Thomas is a homophobia. I don't think he like thinks his ball loves other male balls. He's just, you know, misused a word there. But go on. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Good job sure. clearing the record, Steve. <laughs> I know literally nothing about the situation, so I'm not going to add anything. Um, <laughs> so let's let's talk about Tony Dungy. He was um, an NFL player before a coach. Um, 
is in fact the most recent NFL player to intercept a pass and throw an interception in the same game. Good for him. Apparently he was the emergency quarterback for the Steelers in 1977 against the Oilers when both Terry Bradshaw and Mike Kruzchek went down with injuries. So he was a third string uh, quarterback, which, you know, that tracks, um, you know, with the self-importance. Uh, let's see. He um, This year, uh, 2005, um, in December, he was notified that his eldest son, James Dungy, was found unresponsive in his apartment in Lutz, Florida by James' girlfriend. Um, turns out that uh, James Dungy had uh, committed suicide by hanging. Uh, he hung himself. Uh, hanged himself from a bedroom ceiling fan with a leather belt. Uh, I look for like stories and stuff about this and like, there's nothing, uh, there's no like explanation of, you know, what was going on beforehand and like uh, anything that you would find is like, Oh no, he seemed fine. Like the person who, who <clears throat> ran the gas station across the street was like, no, he talked to me yesterday. He was in a great mood and you know, all this stuff. So there's really just like no, nobody can come up with a reason as to why that happened. Are you applying um, like an Epstein sort of thing? No, I have no idea. Uh, I'm just hoping that I could like figure out like some, I don't know, information about like why this happened. Like, you know, was there like something going on at home? Like, what year was it? 2005, December 2005. Um, Yeah, you think like the media would be covering that a little bit? Yeah, well, they they covered it initially, um, but I, I couldn't find anything like after the initial, like, hey, this happened. This is what they found. Tony, and then, you know, how it affects Tony Dungy as a coach. Um, he took that the, the next game off um, to win the loss of his son, and the assistant coach that you may know, uh, Jim Caldwell, took over for Dungy in Week 16. Um, so the addition Seahawks, for the Lions, yeah, uh, in which the, the Colts lost that game, um, but he did return for the next game, which the Colts won 17-13 over the Cardinals, and then the Colts dedicated the last two games of the season to James Dungy um, when Tony Dungy returned to sideline. Uh, let's see. Uh, the only thing that I could find was two months before his death, James Lungy had also been treated for a prescription drug overdose uh, on October 21st, 2005. So there's, oh, there you, you know, some stuff. Um, but more recently, uh, Tony Dungy has been in the news because he's very outspoken about his Christianity. Um, but not in like a, hey, let's be nice to everybody sort of Christianity. This is the kind of, hey, let's hate people and blame my Christianity for it. Um, him and, of all people, James Brown, um, the, uh, what is he, NBC analyst, I think, or CBS. Uh-huh. Um, like, long-time guy. The two of them um, are big fans of some huge anti-gay evangelists in the, uh, the United States. Uh, what's his name? Andrew Womack, apparently, who was equated being gay to murder, among other many other statements. And uh, these two, Tony Dungy and James Brown, both like to um, speak at his um, things that he does. So things uh, that he does. Mean, Andy. Hmm. Things they like to speak at the things he does, like yeah. speaker events or yeah, yeah, yeah. conferences. That's what he's bashing. Yeah. Gabe. Basically, yeah. That's <laughs> about right. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Womack's anti-gay stance is not subtle. In 2021, he declared that being gay is so detrimental to people's lives, quote, we ought to put a label across their forehead. This could be hazardous to your health. 
he added that homosexuality is worse for someone's health than smoking cigarettes. Oh my God. Honestly, not, that's not that's not false, especially if you live in like Africa where it's punishable by death. Uh, I mean, oh I don't know. I don't think that's what he's saying. I don't think I don't that know. they say that what one cigarette takes eleven minutes off your life. I don't think you just like being gay will take eleven minutes off your life. Just being yeah. gay. But, uh, who knows? Uh, both Brown and Dungey have praised Womack. Dungey said, I enjoy ministering with Andrew, with Brown calling him a leader. Womack has called Brown his good friend, and Brown has publicly appeared with Womack beyond this annual event. Um, and also, you know, um, Dungey has said other things like on his own as opposed to just this. Um, he said, I remember Michael Sam, the first like openly gay player mm-hmm. who was in the draft. Uh, he said he wouldn't want uh, gay player Michael Sam on his team because um, he wouldn't want the you know media circus that would come along with it. Like, all right, do, bro, you coach Peyton Manning and Mike Vanderbilt yeah. for that matter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he never coached he... Tim Tebow. That was as as media circus as he has against. What was yeah. that thing that he said about uh, Michael Vick? Like, if he had just spent like five minutes with me in a boat or something like that, he never would have killed all those dogs. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right, yeah. Because yeah, he uh, he said he wouldn't want gay player Michael Sam on his team, despite advocating for federally convicted dog murder. Um, Michael Vick. Let's see, what did he say? I I don't remember this. So he was saying, if only he had been able to talk to Mike Vick, he would have. Yeah, steered him away from all his childhood friends who were dogfighting. This is what he said. Uh, And the other thing I asked him was where the Lord was in all this. We talked about him growing up and having that side, that Christian background, but really getting to the NFL and feeling like he was his own guy. Somewhere in the course of all this, he realized that he had left that spiritual side. Uh, No, that's not it. Um, Where the hell is it? Either way, Hmm. Tony Dungy, spiritual healer. Got it. Yeah. Guy saved lives. Yeah. Except his sons. Uh, wow! <clears throat> oh, I mean, also, Tony Tony Dungy said he would welcome Ray Rice um, on his team. The way the, that, but not that media circus right. that would accompany that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But the real question: asked is, if you would welcome Tim, Ray Rice Tim Tebow? because Tim Tebow comes with like a like a fifty person media entourage everywhere oh, he, he would goes. Hundred percent want him on there. He would be all about that. So you know. Yeah, so basically the idea was um, uh, Dungy said he didn't want Michael Sam on his team because his his excuse was uh, it was all about the media distraction that followed Sam blaming Oprah Winfrey's docu-series that was following uh, Michael Sam. This, of course, was just a couple of years after supporting Michael Vick's return to the NFL after he was being followed for a docu-series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man of the year, Tony Dungy. Yeah, Tony Dungy. Um was he like the Walter Payton Man of the Year at all? No, I think, I think the only players player. won that, right? Yeah, yeah, but he's he's definitely been kind of uh, whitewashed, um, like since he's now that he's like a commentator and stuff. Like, like he's not white. Like, Tony Dungy, night guy, nice guy. He does have like a nice demeanor about him, but clearly he's uh, one of those that'll like smile on your face and oh, behind your back for sure, for sure. Hey, for gay, for sure. Do you think Peyton Manning has any stories about him? Oh, yeah. Think so? For sure. That's the nice part about Belichick, though. Like, I feel like Belichick kind of is himself. And there's no like mm-hmm. different Bill Belichick. That... Well, that's what you hear from all the, the players. It's like, 
he's basically who you see. He's just funnier. Right. Yeah. And he's he's a, a player's coach, just nobody believes that. So yeah. I don't know if I believe it either. <laughs> I do. I can see him being I'm that funny. Andy, you didn't oh, tell me that. I mean, I'm absolutely <laughs> positive that Belichick is hilarious. Yeah, I, he I bet he just said that. He was just saying how funny he is. Like, but it's it, it's one of those like dry sense of humor, though. That you got right. Get, oh uh, yeah, yeah. He might be a little British in him. Exactly. Yeah, that's what. That's what it feels like. That British sense of humor. Absurd stuff said was just like a straight face. You're like, what the fuck did he just say? Um, yeah, I do just want to make a point. Uh, I, if we can, I do want to go over. Uh, your guys' fantasy standings at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. interested in an update on that, actually. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else worth talking about in this game. Oh, there's one thing. A um, couple of things, sorry. Okay. Uh, the one thing that I caught from this game was how um, there was questions about who was calling the offensive plays in this game uh, and oh, yeah. this whole season because uh, the Patriots have not, and Bill Belichick has not named an offensive coordinator. Um, right now, they just have uh, Josh McDaniels in that role, but the, he doesn't have the official title, which sounds very familiar to the last couple of seasons where mm-hmm. Boston sports media is losing their fucking minds about it. Um, I will say it, it works out uh, from here on out um, because this season really doesn't fall apart because of the offense. It's <laughs> the fact that they just don't have uh, a defensive secondary other than just like street free agents at this point. Yeah, I mean, um, they didn't last year either. 404 was just everything. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They just had really bad luck. And I feel like that when the uh, injury bug bites them, it's usually there. It feels like is that there and like the offensive line. Those are the two places where when the Patriots struggle in a year, those are the two spots that just get hammered. And that's why they struggle. Um, like even what was the year where Manning and the um, Broncos beat the Patriots in the playoffs? What year was that? Was like 2013? 13, something like that, yeah. Yeah, where they um, lost to the Seahawks. Yeah, where everybody kind of fell apart at the end there. Like that whole team mm-hmm. got ravaged by injuries. Um, yeah, we're throwing a Matthew Slater in the playoffs. Right, yeah. That's the, and, and they still were like in it, but yeah, they were not in this game. Um, I did want to say that... Uh, there, the one other piece of news that uh, was from the NFL, but not this game, was um, Terrell Owens had just gotten suspended from oh, the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember this. Like, I kind of like vaguely remember him like holding the press conference in his driveway and stuff. And I, I think that was part of this. Oh yeah, yeah don't um, up. But yeah, but I didn't remember like where that came from. And I believe it was because basically the Patriots ruined this Eagles team. Um. And poison Terrell Owen so badly against the team um, that he's imploding it from the inside out. Um, because uh, apparently this started where in in that like after that Super Bowl where um, bad blood between Owens and McNabb began after Owens went down with a severely sprained ankle and broken leg in Week 15 against Dallas that year. Um, Owens was upset that McNabb and the other players said the Eagles could reach Super Bowl without him, which they did. Um, and of course, he played in the Super Bowl, even though he shouldn't have, because he came back like six weeks from a broken ankle and still put up um, yeah, a monster game. Yeah, he, he, numbers. Yeah, he would have been MVP if they won against Asante. <laughs> <laughs> ha. 
but soon after the Philadelphia, soon after Philadelphia lost to the Patriots in that game, Owens took his first shot at McNabb, suggesting the five-time Pro Bowl quarterback was tired in the fourth quarter of the loss. Which, you know, tired? Is he calling fat? Is that what he's saying? <laughs> uh, McNabb apparently responded harshly, and the two didn't speak for a prolonged period in training camp. They eventually reconciled their relationship and performed well together on the field. Owens had 47 catches for 763 yards and six touchdowns this season. However, Owens continued to throw verbal jabs at McNabb during his weekly radio show or whenever he granted interviews. So all this came to a head, apparently, uh, this week of this game. Uh, Owens was suspended Saturday, two days after he said Eagles showed a, quote, lack of class for not publicly recognizing his 100th career touchdown catch in a game on October 23rd. In the same interview with ESPN.com on Thursday, Owen said the Eagles would be better off with Green Bay's Brett Favre quarterback instead of Donovan McNabb. Owens was also involved in a fight last week with former Eagles defensive end Hugh Douglas, who remains with the team as its ambassador. Owens apologized for his comments about the organization in a brief statement on Friday, but he did not apologize to McNabb or the team. So they have suspended him. Uh, They suspended for like four games, I think, whatever they could. Um... Ah, what was it? They basically suspended him for like a couple games and then uh, told him not to come back for the rest. Like deactivated him, so they still have to pay him after the suspension, but they're just like, we're going to pay you to sit at home. (laughs) And uh, that's one of Greg's wide receivers. Oh, yeah. That's that's Greg's (laughs) whole wide Shocking, isn't it? Hit us with an update on the fantasy ring, because I'm very interested in this. All right, so... I didn't get to touch on it the week that, uh, so we started in week six, week seven. Um, we had Andy finishing with 71 points, Greg finishing with 88 points and Steve, you finished with 75.8. Um, week eight, I brought things freaking me out. <laughs> um, uh, Andy, you finished with 129.7 points. Uh, you had a, yeah, you had a big week. Uh, big Ben had 19. Ladanian had 12. Steve Smith had 37 points. And Antonio Gates had 42.5 points. Oh, wow. Those are your heavy hitters. Uh, Greg finished with Everybody. 53 that week as he had Peyton out, Sean Alexander out, and Reggie Wayne out, and Vander Jerk out. Whoops. Um, and then Steve did even worse. Steve had 37.5 as. Wow. Uh, Michael Vick didn't play. Marvin Harrison didn't play. Uh, Dallas Clark didn't play. Um, and then week nine, so that's where we're at right now. Uh, Andy finished with 92.8 as he got 42.3 points out of LT, 21 out of Steve Smith, 21 out of Antonio Gates. You had three players that didn't play. You had Big Ben out, uh, the Broncos not playing, and uh, Jason Elam not playing. Uh, Greg finished with 118. He got 34 out of Peyton, 29 out of Sean Alexander, 27 out of Reggie Wayne. Uh, and Steve, you finished with 89. Uh, you had 21 out of Vic, 33 out of Marvin Harrison. Um, so right now the standings go, Andy, you are in first place right now, 347.4 points. Oh. <laughs> Greg's got 346.2. Oh. Steve, you're at a 278.6. Oh, what? That's <laughs> Man, yeah. I was worried there for the first couple. 
Well, the problem is they're coming back. I think uh, I think Priest. This is when Priest Holmes went down with an injury. That's oh. why I was asking if you guys wanted to have an injury replacement. You guys said no. So looking not looking so great right now. <laughs> Steve, that's right? Well, I'm looking great. So that's all that really matters. Yeah, that's true. You are slicked back right now. So that's definitely Dude, the score actually, of a guy the guy with slicked back hair. Lighting right now, it looks like I'm just got that male pattern baldness going on. It looks yeah. like you're purposely trying to like cut your hair yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. If I just tilt my head back a little bit, like it looks like I'm fucking bald. Yeah. <laughs> look good. Have you ever shaved it all off? No, I would be a very, very ugly bald man. Why do you say that? I mean, I'm a very ugly, hairy man, so not much I've, would change, um, but I feel like you should go with the uh, the fryer tuck. That actually would probably suit you. What is the fryer tuck? Uh, we just kind of shave the top, but leave like the ring of hair on the the sides. No, no, I can't do that, Andy. Like, where the fuck would I do that? I don't. My no, you just leave out. it here. It's just it's just like a strip right here, and then it like goes down the back. I have that right now. That's the male pattern. <laughs> you, no, you just gotta get rid of that. Don't because it's like you're half committed. Yeah, you gotta get the top gone. <clears throat> yeah, you gotta get the Larry David. You can't even yeah. see the top. You, you know, you know, a little swirl at the back of your head. That's that's where your forehead has, has to start. <laughs> that's what it looks like right now. I know that's what I'm saying. It'll it looks look great, like, but it's not what it is. You should rock that. No, I'm not gonna shave. I'm not going to shave in male pattern baldness. No. Wuss. You right. do it. My, I mean, my worst. I've had a fucking goatee for fucking 40 years. My worst is Steve Brown not committing to the bit. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, we're slipped back here to work today. Yeah. That well, that's, that's no half beard. That's no half beard. Yeah, it's so wait, did we figure out what the punishment was? I know that Andy's was shaved the goatee, but do we have something for you guys? I don't know if we ever came to a conclusion on that. I don't know that we did. We did not. Well, we now have one for Steve. He's got to do the uh, fryer tuck. No, I ain't doing no fryer tuck. I have a big in the golf industry now. I can't do that. Ah. Uh, I don't know. You're not that big a swinging dick. <laughs> you have to go into the office, Steve? Yeah, all the time. Uh, Four days a week. Yeah. So dumb. That sucks. Mm. All right. Well, you, yeah. we, you. I don't think there's one for Greg either. No, nope. the only yeah, one that's just Greg on here before we can talk. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I also think we well, how about this? It. If you have any ideas, uh, you can text the Dynasty Hotline uh, with ideas for uh, punishments for Steve and Greg, or or me as well, if you want. Uh, if you have something more creative than shaving my beard, um, the number is six zero three. 505-8043. Right, Steve Brown? Yeah, I totally forgot it, but there you go. How do you remember? 603-505-SOS. Troy Brown, the three. Or Troy Brown, Vinatieri, Goskowski, if that's how you want to do it. I realized that the other day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, how, that's literally how I remember all the numbers in my life, is by jersey numbers of people. That is interesting. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a little insight into Andy's mind that I don't care to peel back. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, go yeah, I'm gonna leave that as it is. I would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put a bandaid right. on that. No worries. Go on. Yeah, we'll my best that. is this dope slick back haircut. Oof. It's not even a haircut. I just slicked it back. Yeah. No, we know. We've heard ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and your worst. Can't do it every day because then people think I'm weird. That's your worst. That's that's why they think you're weird. 
Are we talking about you people who haven't could, met I, you before? I probably could. I could rock this every day. I mean, I think it would fit. It yeah. fits your personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, no one's gonna fuck with me because I could headbutt the I could headbutt them the next Tuesday. You know. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. You headbutt yeah. that first person that sends a message, man. Because anybody Shit, who's crazy enough to headbutt is fucking not somebody you want to fuck with. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right, Tim. Do you have any real best and worst? Both. Yeah, so that was my worst, but my best is probably seeing uh getting to see Doug Flutie come in at the end of the game. Oh yeah. Came yeah, in yeah. for the last drive. I love Doug Flutie sighting. Yeah. Is and he, anybody... he was getting fired up too, which is pretty really? funny. He was like, Yeah, he was talking shit to the ref. And then uh you could see McDaniels kind of like, dude, like what are you doing yeah. uh at the end? Which I thought <laughs> was like, all right. Still taking it serious in a blow. I love that. That tracks. Yeah. I gotta say, is there anybody more uh, kind of like universally beloved uh, in the NFL than Doug Flutie? Is there anybody on that level, like right now, maybe? Mm, it's good in question. the league right now? Yeah. Or just like even just generally. Right. Fucking everybody loves Doug like Flutie. Everybody loves Doug Flutie. Nobody's like, yo, Doug Flutie, that guy's an asshole. Or that guy sucks. Yeah. Like nobody's like that. Bills fans love him. Patriots fans love him. Yeah, he played for a lot of teams too. Yeah, exactly. And he was dude. Watch his. I watched his a football life. Insane. He was yeah. so nasty in Canada. I didn't. I had no idea. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like so good. He, he was the Tom Brady of Canadian football, basically, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. just absolutely <laughs> so awesome. good. And he was yeah. great at BC. Had that like Austin, hail mary touchdown. Yeah, like he's just mm-hmm. fairy tale. Who is the most beloved player? Matthew Slater might be up there. I don't think people know him well enough. Yeah, to be I don't like, think oh, that yeah, there's that, a guy that. That has his that kind just like of, general uh, football I feel fan, like, like in like yeah. the players, like the players, maybe not the fans, but yeah, possibly. Um, but I think that I, just the fact that Doug yeah. Sue was like a five eight football player who like right. was a scrambling quarterback and just like running for his life all the time and still being successful at it. Uh, I don't, I don't know <laughs> that you're gonna see looking at himself in the camera. <laughs> I don't even know why he showed up. <laughs> I should have because I slick. Honestly, if I had to have my slick hair slick back, I probably wouldn't have been on this podcast. I, I couldn't deprive you guys of this. I do appreciate it, dude. It is very creepy when you get put up on the Zoom and I can only see you and you're doing that eyebrow thing. It's oh yeah, weird. I've got I've got the. Uh, I just like cut the camera the so you can mode. only see the forehead. Oh god, I've got the gallery mode. We'll have to I'm like. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna send a picture of what I think uh, Steve looks like, uh, an actor that he looks like, and I think you oh guys boy. gonna like it. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, shit. Not be the uh, people from Mars Attacks that movie. I'm no, gonna... no, no. That though that is a That's good one. Bad. That's not bad. Uh, you do we, look we, like you're starting to become part of the Coneheads though. Yeah, a little. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Coneheadish. <laughs> it has like you can see my forehead has like has like ridges in it. You know, like right here. It's oh, a yeah. good. It's a yeah. solid forehead, dude. Uh, People don't talk about that enough. <laughs> they don't, do they? <laughs> all right. Well, you're looking for that. Let me let me do some best and worst. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, my best is. Oh, I had some football, not football. Before you do that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it was from the intro to the game. They had Dennis Quaid on doing some... Did you watch this, Tim? The absolute... I... It was an insane rant uh, 
about this game. Oh, actually, about, I vaguely remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about Peyton Manning getting over the hump. Mm-hmm. And I, I lost count of how many times he actually said the word hump in his intro. <laughs> but the two quotes that I that I came off with was that hump will ride you and ride you until you're done. Said <laughs> by Dennis Quaid with like with like Steve Brown's crazy eyes. And then <laughs> later on he said, Humps, they aren't easy. <laughs> yeah, no, they they are not. <laughs> Humps are hard. Oh, all right. I'd say he's a less good looking version, whoever the, this person is. Yeah, he's he's been in a bunch of stuff. He usually plays a bad guy. But what's his name? It is Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare. Okay. Yeah, he was in yeah. Fargo and uh, he was right. in Prison Break. That's what I know. Prison. Oh yeah, Prison Break. Yeah. 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 He looks familiar. Yeah, my, only, my only thing is like. I have these power alleys here, you know? Like, it goes back. Okay, but that's an older picture of him. Or if we go back 20 years. You know? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, you got a dominant dominant line right there, Steve. <laughs> Steve, let it go. Um, let's see. My best is... It's not going to be turning the game off. Um, although that was good. A great decision by me. But apparently it wasn't. Um, yeah. My best is the fact that uh, this season the Colts played five preseason games because uh, their first game was the American Bowl that was played in Tokyo, Japan, uh, which apparently was a thing that happened from 86 to 2005 where I think they were trying to like grow the league in other countries and stuff. But then Weird. Uh, I, did not I remember think that. I think I know nobody does. I think the Dell took over. Game, huh? Do they still have the Hall of Fame game? I'm not sure. Um, hmm. We'd have to stat check that. But uh, it ended in 2005. So this is the last year of it because I think it just didn't get enough. Uh, like it wasn't worth it enough. Mm-hmm. And I believe uh, Goodell took over in 2006 and just like scrappy, like, no, I'm not doing this. Um, but the Colts played in five preseason games and lost every single one of them, <laughs> 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 including their, their last one. Uh, at the Bengals, where they lost thirty-eight nothing. Wow! Yeah, they did have the Hall of Fame game. So they still That's have weird. the. Hall, yeah. I, yeah, but I never, I never even knew that they did that. Yeah, the American Bowl. Look it up. So that was your best in Japan. Winless in the preseason, Andy. Come on. Yeah, we'll go with that. And also the fact that they uh, were the first team to uh, lose the the opening playoff game after winning thirteen starting the season thirteen straight. Um. Let's see what else we got. Uh, my worst is Tony Dungy being a person. Because uh, fuck that guy. Oh, oh, here's, an, here's another good worst. Um, I pulled out some quotes like when we were starting the season about um, Teddy Bruschi, because this is you know, the time he came back. Um, and in true Boston sports fashion, this is from the, the Dynasty by Jeff Benedict, in true Boston sports fashion. Uh, quote, newspaper columnists opine that Bruce was being selfish and having a hard time walking away from fame. Boston's leading sports radio talk show host called the situation life-threatening, and ESPN's Tom Jackson wondered aloud how people would react if, quote, we're watching some Sunday afternoon and something happens to Teddy Bruschi on the field. You tell me how the league and the Patriots are going to feel the moment that happens. Foreshadowing. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> 20 years uh, later. Yeah, a lot of people coming out here talking about... Uh, you know, Teddy Brucey being uh, selfish for coming back and playing football, even though 
behind the scenes he's being told yeah no there's nothing could possibly happen on a football field that would make this happen again this is just a hole in your heart that's never been fixed i know you think i can't read but that was a good book it was a good book yeah highly recommend it um also uh after uh brewski's first game back apparently from the same book uh in the locker room afterward belichick did something out of character he said i'm gonna break this one down he said let's go everybody up and so the players huddle around him the way they normally would around brewski after a game he said i want to know how we feel about having teddy brewski back belichick said and you know the response oh yeah and then he belichick threw his arm around brewski so tell me he's not a player's coach steve tell me tell i'm me. not saying this steve steve i am pro belichick come on chandler, come chandler and or greg greg isn't here just because greg isn't here doesn't mean i'm fucking chandler and or greg and tell I, me. well i i don't think he's a player's coach so a salty samuel doesn't think he's a player's coach <laughs> that's true that's also true that's because he didn't uh, ask i want to know how we feel about having asante samuel back it's because no, it's because the salty Samuel gambled too much on defense. And that's not how fucking Belichick plays defense. That's right. You don't gamble. You make yeah, him every break. Yard. And he was yeah. breaking us, especially this year. <laughs> yeah. He's given up a lot. Of, we're going to, I think we'll have to total it up at the end of this season and see how many touchdowns he let up compared to. Yeah. What do we have? More pick sixes gambling or more long touchdowns? Uh, define long for touchdowns, and I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, I, I can already, I think, picture three jump ball touchdowns, which aren't long touchdowns, but they're just like, I feel like ones he should break up. Like, that's pretty easy to, like, not lose your man and, and cover, you know? No? Mm. Um, yeah, the last one was a 30-yard touchdown pass. Does that count, Steve? I don't the, know. The first one was a jump ball, but from the one-yard line, but it was set up by a 48-yard gain over him. Does that count? Sure. Why not? All right, All right we're going to count him. Fuck a salty. <laughs> Fuck a salty. Uh, so yeah. Well, my worst anyway. is um Jim Caldwell's stare. How about that? It is great, Andy. Stare. At least mine was about the I, game, Steve. And not my fucking haircut. Well, I didn't watch the game, Andy's, and neither did you all the way through. I watched more of it than you just did. here watching the games. That's right. Yeah. Somebody's got to. It's sure as hell ain't gonna be Steve or Greg. Fuck no. I almost uh, I, I went back. I had to I had to finish it out. Not happy about it though. No. All right, what do we have next week? Uh, Steve. We have... Who's playing next week? Focofano. Yeah, shocking. Patriots are headed to Miami to play the Dolphins. Coach by Dave wants oh. that. No. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. Nick Saban. Yes. Oh. Belichick disciple, Nick Saban. The college Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, mm. dipping his toes into the NFL uh, in a place where the Patriots don't ever win. So we'll have to see how that goes because right now the Patriots have alternated wins and losses the entire season. So we'll see if that happens again next week on the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. Tune in next week to see how much of a blubbering little bitch Greg is. On the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. See you later. See you later.